Welcome to the Secrets of Virtual Production podcast by Final Pixel. My name is James and I'm your host. I've spent the last year working in virtual production and learning all about how it works. Come and join me and my guests as we discover the world of virtual production and everything it has to offer. This week, we are joined by Adam Rankin, director and co-founder of Target 3D. He's a highly experienced business development professional in the technology sector. His knowledge of and passion for motion capture and 3D technologies led him to launch Target 3D five years ago from their London HQ and offices in Iberia and New Zealand. Under Alan's joint leadership, Target 3D has become the home of motion capture, specializing in both technology sales and creative service work. Hi, Alan. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Great to be here. It's good to have you. Um, okay, so starting off, tell us about what Target 3D is and how the company started. Okay, so Target 3D, we're a 3D technology consultancy, and um, we focus predominantly on motion tracking, 3D tracking, motion capture. Um, and we got started in uh, 2017. Really, myself and uh, the co-founder, Ashley Keeler, both came from the world of tracking and we represented a bunch of different manufacturers in the UK and some other regions. Um, and we consult, design and install their tracking solutions. Um, and how did you personally get involved in the world of camera tracking and virtual production? Um, so camera tracking and virtual production came about from demand and industry for um, through, through us, we're representatives of a manufacturer called Optitrack in the UK and in Spain and Portugal as well. And people were keen to utilize optical market tracking for virtual production, really from a lot of um, fallout from the Mandalorian. So the, the first Mandalorian utilized, you know, big LED stages, um, very infamous production really in the virtual production world, you know, the protagonist wearing a big silver suit, so green screen just wouldn't have worked in that environment. And um, I'm not too sure of all the origin story there, but Optitrack was the camera tracking technology of choice uh, for the first Mandalorian. And when, um, you know, the advent of LED virtual production became a bit more interesting, certainly towards prior to the pandemic, really, we were starting to get a lot of inquiries about optical camera tracking and how that works. And we obviously can uh, do camera tracking with OptiTrack um, very comfortably, but one of the missing pieces was um, lens encoding. Um, so all the phys data, um, the lens data and copying that simultaneously and synced back into game engine or Unreal or Disguise. Um, and so we got into virtual production really by trying to service our customers' demands. Um, so it necessitated us um, setting something up so we could replicate the workflow so we can better support our customers when they adopt optical motion capture. So that's kind of how it started. Um, and then it's just been a bit of a rabbit hole. You know, it gets more and more interesting. We're hardware people and we just keep kind of delving more and more into it. So if you were explaining it to a client or someone newer to the industry, how would you describe motion capture or camera tracking as a technology? So, yeah, motion capture um, is the uh, discernment of an object in 3D space. 
Uh, and it's understanding that object in position and rotation in 3D space. Um, and with something like optical marker tracking, um, you can track with sub-millimeter pre uh, precision. Um, so the technology itself has been used in addition to the kind of animation of VFX, uh, where it's kind of best well known um, in, in wider society, I suppose, as far as laymen are concerned. Uh, but it's been used in addition to that in robotics and engineering and, and people measuring and validating um, either robots or robot arms or tracking simulator equipment as part of flying simulators, medical simulators, any kind of simulation. So it's naturally um, very capable of tracking a camera in a virtual production stage in a virtual production volume. And because of that precision, you, you just then get all the benefits of stability, um, you know, greater range of motion of, of a film camera. Um, some technologies have some limitations in that respect. Um, so you can really throw the camera around at high speed, you know, it does really high frame rates as well. Um, so it's quite well suited for a virtual production environment. A big part of Target 3D's company is the technology sales and business side of it. What products uh, does the company offer? Obviously, you've mentioned OptiTrack. Um, what are your, your other core products or services? Yeah, so sticking you know, with um, tracking, that's our kind of world. So we have a whole range of tracking type solutions. So uh, optical marker base, which we've been talking about from OptiTrack, uh, but there are also a range of markerless tracking technologies. We're quite fond of one which is called the CapTree, which is made by a German manufacturer. Um, in addition to newer ones which are coming onto the marketplace, like Move AI, and um, we've um, just become distributors for another solution called Thea Markerless, which is a skeletal markerless tracking system for the biomechanics world. But you may need to do tracking in very kind of small proximity. So there's really high precision magnetic tracking solutions. Um, we represent a company called Polchemis. Um, in addition to a few other types of um, magnetic tracking systems. So there's quite a range. So uh, inertial suit technologies from Neutem, um, glove technologies from Manus. Um, there's a whole kind of wide range of um, performance capture technology and tracking technologies, which we represent. And also NCAM as well, in terms of, um, you know, optical marker tracking for a virtual production stage can be quite expensive depending on the size of your volume and how much you're using it. Um, but things like solutions like the ones NCAM provide do a really, really good job of providing a combined solution. So they do have a, a FIS data solution built into their package and really good kind of interactive drivers and, and blueprints and, and things like that. Um, what necessitates us to provide good combined solutions is then doing things like computing and projection and uh, all the other interactive devices, head-mounted displays with VR, um, haptic devices, anything which might kind of fall into that 3D technology realm. Um, we, we generally help uh, clients with uh, you're also quite involved in the training aspect of it as well with uh, virtual production technologies. Um, so tell us a little bit why you think training is a, like a core core part or an important part of what you deliver as well. Okay, so the 
initiative which we're involved in with the virtual production test stage uh, was something which we joined um, partnership with Digital Catapult to deliver. Digital Catapult, if no one's aware, is a UK um, government funded body through Innovate UK, I believe. Um, and they're the, the arm of the, the catapults we're working most directly with is the immersive catapults, so digital catapult run immersive technologies. Their um, aspiration, as was ours, was to find out about how virtual production works and to disseminate that information to the wider public. And it, a natural course of that is to you know, glean the information and then present that back to the wider community in the form of training. Um, we're not a content house, we're not a production house, we're not like Final Pixel, we don't create things in productions. Um, we're kind of trying to be in the mechanics underneath it all as much as possible. And our ethos as a company has always been to best understand the technology we provide to then best serve our customers. And, and part of that is training. Um, and we've since, you know, been getting involved in the community around virtual production, both through universities and colleges, uh, the opportunity came up with Barking and Dagenham College and to partner with Final Pixel as well to deliver some training courses. Um, because one of the aspirations, not only from Digital Catapult, but the wider uh, immersive community, screen skills, film and TV community, including screen skills. And um, there's a Studio UK initiative. Part of the aspiration of all that is to try and train virtual production people of the future who can come out of further education or industry get trained up in this new thing, which is virtual production, which is all kind of um, still a little bit uh, mystifying, help uh, provide skills to that sector so that um, people can employ people. There's such a huge demand for um, skilled people. Um, and also that demand goes beyond um, not only the big productions, the um, Netflix, Amazon, Apple, uh, Disney, you know, all these big, big production houses who are doing all these great Hollywood blockbusters, they seem to have their personnel elements sewn up. But there's a lot of production companies who are smaller and doing much more, maybe say, indie stuff or um, advertisements or uh, TV productions who, you know, there's a huge demand for that skill set. Um, and so training is a big um kind of element which we want to help and we've been um aspiring to to provide training curricula uh, for the industry i'll go on to say that um we're also trying to um in addition to providing technology solutions um trying to help people use them in the best way forward so for example with our motion capture business our that side of our technology provision, we not only provide motion capture labs and spaces, uh, but we also have developed um, a, a bunch of curricular modules which complement university degrees and further education courses so that those education institutions can get the best out of the technology we provide. Um, and, and that's part of um, that same kind of aspiration, you know, feeds into our virtual production initiatives. Um, so that's kind of um, how we got into training in a way. So, yeah, we've got um, a few things going on. There's this kind of masterclass in virtual production with 
with Final Pixel and Bark and Dagenham College, uh, but we're also looking to do some training um, with a partner up in the northeast of England um, at a centre called Proto, um, which is um, an immersive tech centre and also part of the Digital Catapult Network to some extent. I'm not sure exactly of all, how it all kind of knits together, but they've got an aspiration as well to provide training to the community up there to get people skilled up and you know, provide further education and, and employment. So um, you spoke about the virtual production test stage. Um, at the end of last year, Target 3D and Final Pixel worked together on a case study which combined the use of motion capture and LED wall productions. Can you tell me a little bit about your experience on that case study? Yeah, so I mean, we were really excited by that project. It really ticked a lot of boxes as part of this kind of aspiration to find out about technology workflows and integrations and also then comp in what we love to do, which is motion capture. Um, so that project was really interesting. It was, we, we'd never done motion capture on a real time sort of shoot involving virtual production before. So it really kind of um, confirmed a bunch of assumptions for us around latency um, and data integration, but it also then, um, Final Pixel's approach to it showed us a different side of the production process, particularly with virtual production. I think we we're a bit novice around that. Um, and then, you know, comping in motion capture with a virtual character and real actor, shall we say, um, on set. And that interaction was really quite interesting for us and really trying to solve things which kept coming up. You know, there were a bunch of sound issues which we had to overcome. There were a bunch of synchronization issues. Um, but overall, the, the approach which Final Pixel did was, you know, treating it like a commercial shoot really um, kind of made us realize how much we needed to up our game in our approach to virtual production. Um, I think we were a little bit naive around that because a lot of the projects we've done before were still really interesting, but um, were more on the indie side, shall I say. Um, so, so yeah, so that was kind of like a really interesting insight. It was a really interesting project. And it was also really quite interesting that it seems to have been probably one of the world first, um, as I understand, in terms of involving motion capture in the way it did, um, i.e. real life actor interacting with virtual character simultaneously on set. So that was pretty, pretty cool. And then the other things which kind of came about, which was to do with optimization. I mean, the scene itself in Unreal was, I think, quite um, well handled, but it was actually the creature, which was, you know, very well designed with all its kind of um, hair and everything. Um, that had to be kind of dialed down a bit to make it work properly. So it's these kind of unknowns which come along, but we're able to kind of employ all the elements of performance capture, so facial capture, full body, finger tracking as well. So that was, that was pretty good. The guys who all were on the shoot really enjoyed it, really loved every bit of it. Have you got a favorite project that you've worked on recently? So we did a, a, we did a really interesting open rehearsal with Digital Catapult uh, and that involves working with um, a studio called Gibson Martelli Studio. And they have a Dazzle project, which they adapted. Um, they were really looking to see how that could be repurposed in some way for um, more kind of uh, audience 
display, but still incorporated virtual reality, which is how it was kind of first came about. And then also employing remote motion capture simultaneously with live performance. So we had a live performer um, in a mocap suit driving an avatar or a series of avatars um, on screen. We had people in VR experiencing it. We had people using um, tablet technology, which was mirroring a virtual camera in the environment. So we called it a magic mirror. So they were able to kind of interact and move around the performer and see what was going on in the virtual scene. And we also had someone who was motion capture was comped into the virtual environment simultaneously. And so there was this synchronization between performance of the person on set and the person remote and a live audience and people in VR. Um, so that was really quite exciting. It was quite a really interesting um, amalgamation of different techniques. And something which is quite interesting because there are quite a few um, people we've worked with before who are pushing the boundaries with this type of um, uh, kind of motion capture in the cloud, as it were, you know, bringing the tracking data together in an unreal environment um, in, in, in the web, right? And um, so Daniel Strutt from Goldsmith University has done something which is really interesting called Dancing Across Continents. We've done a little bit with him on that. And um, Alexander Whiteley's dance company has done some really interesting things with co-location and, and dance and motion capture. So it's, that was really probably my favorite project because it was also visually very stimulating and exciting to watch. Um, but also kind of of its time, right? It's, it's in this time where we're at this point where real time is really becoming this massive necessity and all the technologies are having to catch up and then just watching the kind of crunch of with latency and or uh, internet connections or yeah just trying to see how these things are all going to come together for this kind of aspiration in the future which is probably all going to be some kind of real time everything rendered but the amount of stuff you need in the background to make it all work but i think that's probably because it's got so many different technical challenges was probably the most interesting. I must say also, actually, I'll give a shout out to John Weinbrunn and the University of Surrey. They, um, him, his team did a test shoot, they called it the moon shoot. And uh, that was really um, quite really stimulating as well. So um, Last Man Standing, I think it's called, um, where there's a moon shot, uh, there's an actor on the moon uh, and they play this like, really beautiful story and um, the the kind of simplicity, not simplicity, I don't know, I don't know what the best way to describe it is, but the, the you know, the blackness of space, earth in the background and just someone being stuck on the moon and one kind of intense sun illuminating the scene was really pretty cool as well. So one last question, what is your biggest secret of virtual production? I suppose the biggest eye opener for me is um, I've you know I've had a fair amount of experience in AV, um, but I must say I was quite naive about LED. And not all LED is built the same, really. At the end of the day, um, and there's a reason why LED gets so expensive, you know, irrespective of only the pixel pitch and it's. Um, it's mounting, God, like all the signal processing and everything which goes on in the background is just, just 
it's just such a rabbit hole of, of, of detail. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's just don't underestimate the, the power of LED, I suppose. Thank you, Alan, for joining us on the podcast. It was interesting to learn more about Target 3D and the role that you play in the world of virtual production. Thanks, James. Appreciate it. If you want to find out more about what the team at Target 3D are doing, head on over to target3d.co.uk. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more from me and my guests, click the follow button. You can also visit our website, finalpixel.com, to find out more about what we are doing. Once again, thank you for listening. Join me next time to uncover more secrets of virtual production.